are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, December the 4th, and who won Media Week? The most important question of the year. This is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports, gambling for PlayMichigan.com, Pistons fan and follower my whole life, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. And I'm Brother Brian, and I once had upwards of a half of an inch of that liquid butter flavoring left at the bottom popcorn container at the uh, Silverdome during a Pistons game. I was eight. I later had a stomachache. I'm running out of these. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Pistons podcast. It is, of course, Friday with Brian as we welcome in Brother Brian. Thanks for joining us once again. Thank you very much, man. Had a good week. Getting a little cooler out there. Some snow on the ground. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Sometimes I stay out, uh, stay, stay inside pretty much all day at this point. But uh, today we're going to be talking about what did we hear this week from the Pistons during media week? Everyone's getting all fired up during media week, just like every season for every sporting team. And then, of course, we're going to look ahead a little bit. What do we expect to see from this team on the court? What are some things we're looking forward to? Maybe some things we're concerned about as well. And we got another new segment cooked up for you guys. We got Brian on the uh, the charge one more time, and he's going to tell us what you need to watch this weekend. So excited to talk about that a little bit later. Give me a follow on Twitter, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. Check us out on Facebook, Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook, and give Brian a follow at bshook12 and playmichigan.com, play underscore Michigan there. But Brian, first we get, before we get into media week, someone we haven't heard from yet is Leangelo Ball. Where are you at on Leangelo Ball? Well, I think just by announcing he's on the team, we've lent the amount of significance to him being on the team that I think will be warranted for the entire season. It's a nice sideshow. It's great to get heat for your G league team. Maybe that breeds, I think, you know, competition down there too, and brings attention to that. So whatever the G league season looks like this year, it might not be a bad thing to have somebody who sells some tickets and gets people excited about that. Yeah. Some reason to care about the Grand Rapids drive in their last year of existence, unless they figure out some sort of way that that organization goes forward but speaking of going forward it's media week so we had to hear all the canned quotes and all that good stuff and and dutifully the guys did their jobs and and answered all the questions uh what did you like from what you heard at media week uh, so far i think how blake has numerous times now this offseason talked about taking on a unique role uh with the team or a different role with the team and uh, maybe when he hasn't focused on before, and it seems to be in the uh, capacity of mentorship or teaching uh, some younger players, probably on and off the court. And I just see, it just seems like to me that Blake is an individual who would be uniquely qualified for that position. He just seems, you know, he's like an obvious post-career uh, dreams or, you know, aspirations in the entertainment field, comedy, whatever it is. But, you know, the skills that are needed to excel at that, that he seems to have, I think would very would play well in teaching or you know helping develop some of these younger players. So I think that this is something that may be a big part of Blake's you know um, legacy, if if that'd be the right word to use in his NBA career. Uh, so I think that's something that I'm really excited to see and how that plays out. 
The Pursuit of Healthiness is the name of Blake Griffin's podcast on Audible, where he talked about all these different wellness things with, with big time celebrities. And like you said, he knows this stuff. And I think his post career is probably outside of basketball. But if there ever could be a guy who, who could and would be a very good coach, I think he would be that guy. But like you said, I think the fact that he's been at the lowest of lows in situations too, all uh, the playoff disappointments in the Clippers and then the injuries, of course, where you lose seasons after season and after, you know, playing really well was third in the MVP voting as a young player for the Clippers and then disappeared for a while, had the, uh, the incident with the, the staff member of the Clippers where he broke his hand as well. So there's been embarrassments for, for Blake Griffin along the way, of course, uh, keeping proper perspective his life's been pretty good these past uh, decade plus but he's dealt with public embarrassments in some ways so I think that can kind of help him maybe relate to some of those guys who are going to obviously have pitfalls along the way as 19 year olds coming into the NBA I like that we you know everyone was kind of joking I, I think that uh, what I could tell from today and I didn't listen today I was just kind of picking up things on Twitter but Troy Weaver talking on Thursday and also on Wednesday uh, it was a lot of tongue in cheek about the the stretching of contracts, maybe the perceived critics out there talking about some of these contracts being too long and, and too much average annual value. It seems like that there wasn't a lot of media questions that were super pointed about these things. And it sounds like everyone's in pretty good spirits about that. And maybe the outside criticism could, could that be a way to get this locker room together and, and could they use that as a, as a me against the world kind of thing well I think that's the identity of all great Pistons teams and one that I kind of see I don't want to you know relate this team right now to you know the championship teams of the past but there seems to be you know an intensity a sharpness in their uh questions there I mean you know and sometimes and I don't want to say it was aloofness but they're no you know there we don't have time for nonsense questions or you know, things that don't matter. You saw it with, you know, Blake being so effusive with Sadiq Bey um, mm -hmm. and how they had worked out together. And, you know, the culture of this team seems to be setting a foundation for. Now, if losses start piling up, which it looks like there's, you know, going to be stretches during the season that they do, let's see how well some younger players and some unproven NBA players can fight through those moments uh, and continue that on through the season, regardless of win loss record. That's where this team is going to have to bring that toughness that, you know, hopefully, you know, could set it apart from some other teams in the NBA. thought it was a little bit strange that uh, Troy Weaver compared this about the amount of fours and fives that this team has and says, well, the, the old Pistons teams had a lot of big men too. Well, it's like, it's a different era of basketball. I mean, and not to, I don't want to go picking the scab every single day with Troy Weaver, but to compare 2020 and the value of centers, the values of power forwards that um, sometimes aren't even really stretching the floor at all. I think it's a little bit of a strange comparison to make, but we are where we are. I had one guy on Twitter already today say, you need to let it go. So, you know, the next five years of stretched money, I guess we can't really talk about that for the next five years. So we've used all of our capital in terms of complaining about the way that the Pistons got to where they're going to be uh, as a team who's probably a bottom five team and has invested a lot of the future into being a bottom five team into the NBA. So let's talk about what we're expecting to see on the court. Hey, a week from tonight is the 
NBA preseason debut for the Detroit Pistons. So let's talk a little bit about that. That's coming up next year on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. But hey, just had another packet of Built Go this afternoon to get through the, uh, the Thursday afternoon hump. Built Go is the solution for me to break through that wall. Built Go is making you the best you at whatever you do. Break through that wall, whether it's mental or physical. It's worked for both for me lately. Break through it with Built Go every single day. You got easy to take around in the 1.5 ounce packages. There's not much taking around going on these days, too. It doesn't take up much uh, space in the pantry. So all good, whatever you want to do with the Built Goes. But they're the best workout gel on the market. Tastes great. Got the peanut butter honey, the chocolate coconut, the chocolate mint as well are the three delicious flavors. It's like a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for your body. How does it work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing. So it gets into my system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach. And the Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. you got the beta-alanine, the B3, the honey, the kick of caffeine as well. Built Go then kicks in to keep my energy going strong, all the B6, all the B12. And the collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health as well. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! Yes, sir! A little bit later on, Brother Brian's going to tell us which college basketball game to focus on this weekend in a new segment that we're going to be throwing to you guys every Friday. But next Friday, in addition to part two of our new segment, Brian, we've got NBA basketball coming our way as the Detroit Pistons will be playing at home, I believe, on Friday night, the 11th, against the New York Knickerbockers coming to town I'm just excited to get uh, George Blaha and Greg Kelser in my life, assuming this game is on Fox Sports Detroit. I guess I don't know that mm. for a fact at this point. Maybe give George the uh, the weekend off, given that it's a long season after the Michigan State football season that he's still going to have to do double duty on uh, for a while here. But it'll just be great to have Pistons basketball back in our lives for the first time since March 11th. You know, that means there's only been three months of, you know, business basketball this calendar year. When was the, you know, when was the last time that we've gotten to, you know, snow on the ground and haven't watched the Pistons in over eight months now? Yeah, unbelievable. What's some things you're looking forward to about watching this team, other than the new faces and the fact that uh, the red, white, and blue is back on our screen? Because it's aesthetically pleasing. The uh, Little Caesars Arena, the old palace, the, uh, the floor, the uniforms, I think the Pistons got a nice look. But what about the team? What are you looking forward to there? I, I'm looking for a lot of competition. That has to be the word that um, we use to describe this Pistons team. Dwayne Casey, he mentioned it again during uh, media availability this week. And, I mean, you got a bunch of young, talented kids that are going to have to earn their minutes over some pretty talented, you know, group of veterans that, that have had success in this league. So you're going to, you know, throw the ball out there and you got to just – work harder and be better than these guys right here, but it's going to be a process. There's going to, you know, they're going to, he didn't say they're going to force feed these youngsters some minutes. And so they are going to make some maddening mistakes, I'm sure at times, but you know, as long as they keep that energy through the, you know, the low points during the season, that's really going to kind of forge what this team's made up of this year. And you know what they're building the foundation of what the personality of this team is going to be like going forward. 20 guys on the training camp roster. No surprises as it was sent over this afternoon. But Lewis King, as we talked about, one of the two-way guys along with Saban Lee reportedly. I don't know if Penn has been put to paper on those two-way contracts. And looking at this roster of 20 guys, 
if there's three of them that are going to get quote unquote cut and sent back to the G League, uh, you're probably looking at Leangelo Ball, Davidas Servitas, and Anthony Lamb as far as the guys that come in here with the obvious steps below some of these other guys on the roster. So as far as making that 15th spot on the roster, that doesn't, there doesn't appear to be something like that going on unless Davidas Servitas comes in here and shoots the lights out, which you know, certainly is possible. Do you – I mean, is there something about the minutes distribution looking at the regular season or some possible battles that you see during, you know, the preseason games that you're going to really have your eyes on? Or, or is there anything else that stands out when the, the ball gets tipped that you'll be looking for? Well, I look at it like Blake, Jeremy Grant, and maybe Killian Hayes. They're probably the only three guys that are going to play, you know, 30 minutes a night, night, and night out. And depending on how that five positions minutes get, you know, divided up, uh, and Blake's not going to take an insignificant amount of nights off either. So there are going to be some good starting minutes for someone. Okafor, Sekou, Isaiah Stewart. When, you know, if the time's right this year for him, um, you know, and Sadiq Bay can probably fill in some big man minutes in there too. So, you know, I think some of the more interesting nights to watch this Piston basketball team in the season will be the nights that like Blake and D Rose take off, you know, so you, you're going to open up some minutes for those youngsters that are going to get in there during some meaningful times during the game. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that obviously with the first four preseason games, I can't imagine that Blake Griffin, he might suit up for one of them and play a half for maybe one or two of them. Same thing for Derek Rose to just kind of get your wind. But for the most part, you're going to be seeing a lot of the rookies and, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of Leangelo Ball, a lot of Davidas Servitas. I, I think every preseason I always go into it with the expectations that those bottom five guys of the 20 are going to get a lot of those minutes in preseason. But with, with four games, no summer league, no games since March, I think you will see a lot of, um, of Seku, a lot of Svi, a lot of you know, Jaleel Okafor getting minutes in his new team. And then, you know, the Isaiah Stewart's and, and Sadiq Bays and, and Killian Hayes as well. Guys that you expect to certainly with Hayes being a rotation guy, Bay probably on the fringe of rotation to start the season. And Stewart, we'll see how the minister distribution goes between Jaleel Okafor and Isaiah Stewart. But I'll say Okafor to me is a guy who is going to have to earn those backup center minutes because you could easily just see them saying, you know, Isaiah Stewart, is going to get more minutes, especially because, you know, he has some, he had some good moments and it's not like Jaleel Okafor is a guy that really has all that much upside. I mean, he kind of is what he is. I know he's talking about being in the best shape of his life right now, but it's, it's year five and hopefully he looks like a competent piece that maybe you could even move for something at the deadline. But, uh, and John and Musa is just a guy who we know he's a gunner. We know there's shots that uh, he's not afraid to take. And uh, I'm just interested to see him as kind of a guy that, is a little bit of a mystery, right? I mean, there's there's probably a decent ceiling with him being as he is a, a former first-round pick, still a young guy, but a pretty low floor, too, in that he might not be someone who really ever contributes in a, in a meaningful way at the NBA level. Well, getting back to your Jaleel Okafor um, discussion there for a minute, he looks like he's replacing Andre Drummond for piston big men off season, you know, perimeter shooting videos mm -hmm. over the last couple of days. So I'm actually excited to see what Jaleel Okafor brings to this team. That could be, you know, a vital piece in kind of the direction of this team, how that second unit looks most importantly, I think. And also, 
you know, developing Isaiah Stewart's uh, game, you know, in practice and during workouts. Uh, so I think Jaleel Okafor is going to play a pretty significant role on this Piston team this year, immediately in the short term, and certainly in the long term with Isaiah Stewart's development. And a huge emphasis from Troy Weaver about rebounding. I tweeted this today, but uh, it sounds like Troy Weaver just really wanted to have Andre Drummond on this team. It would have been the perfect fit if only they would have had some communication before February between the Pistons front office and Troy Weaver. But let's talk about the college game a little bit here as brother Brian's going to tell us what to watch this weekend. That's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. The wait is almost over. The 2020-21 NBA season is almost here, and the Lockdown NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our Lockdown local experts, including myself, plus waiver wire editions from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on every division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Brother Brian joining us for a new segment here that we're going to do on Fridays. Brian's going to tell you how to spend your weekend and uh, kind of a working title or, or we need a working yeah. title. Brother Brian's bo- yeah. big big college game to watch as a Pistons fan? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need a longer title than that. That I, I didn't put much thought into that and I just realized that as we were starting. I never did go circle back and figure out something to call this, but it, it is what it's called right now. The big college game to watch as a Pistons fan this week. It's going to be a big T-shirt to fit that. Yeah. But that's all right. That's all right. We've got some, we got some bigger fans out there, I'm, I'm guessing. So yeah. we're going to have to figure out that title. But uh, we're going to pick one college game a week and, uh, and tell us about the stars. Because obviously we're, we are self-aware here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This is a team that's looking ahead to the future. This is a team that will probably have a top seven or eight pick going into next season and that's kind of uh, assuming poor lottery luck as we do here in Detroit and certainly hoping for better than that with a really good draft class coming in we're going to talk about some of these guys Um, Brian's going to give us a little bit of a lowdown but then let you kind of explore for yourself and see that game this weekend so what do you got for us on the college ranks this weekend well, well, this weekend we kind of got a gimme. Like we're starting the segment off with a, with a with a two inch putt here, because uh, Gonzaga, you know, number one in the country, Gonzaga takes on number two Baylor. Um, beyond the largeness of the game, they each have a prospect that you might hear called in the first round of the next draft. So near the top of the, everybody's list is Jalen Suggs for Gonzaga. We, you know, he, he had a scary looking injury there the other night. He's 19 years old, six foot four inch, 200 pound freshman. He's from Minnesota, St. Paul. Uh, highly recruited, one of the top kids in the class. The first two games for the Zags, he was averaging 18 points and seven assists. The third game they played just the other night, which they won, um, he was limited in minutes. There was an injury. It was, thankfully, it looked a lot worse than it eventually ended up being. And on the other side, he's going to face Jared Butler from Baylor. He's a 20-year-old, six-foot-three-inch, 195-pound junior guard from Louisiana. He was a first-team All-Big 12 last year as a sophomore. He uh, averaged 16 points a game last year. His three-point shooting is getting better. He just put up 12 points the other just last night. You know, he might be here. His name called a little later in the first round, so we're kind of attacking all ends in case the Pistons are pretty good. But right now, he's still considered a first-round talent. So tomorrow, Gonzaga, Baylor, both teams 3-0, one versus two in the country, Suggs versus Butler. 
Uh, it's going to be tomorrow, Saturday, at 1 o'clock on CBS. Corey Kispert of Gonzaga, the small forward as well as another guy to keep an eye on, a six foot seven senior that might be a late first-round draft pick as well. Seniors in the college game, unbelievable. Mark Fuse just pumping out that program, really impressive what they've done at Gonzaga over these years. But going back to Jalen uh, Suggs a little bit here, one of three Jalens that will be called in probably the top ten, I mean, a long ways from now, but Jalen Green of the G League team and Jalen Johnson of Duke that we watched the other night. Brian, actually, we haven't talked about it. I don't know if you watched the Michigan State-Duke game, but those first ten minutes, it was like, oh, Jalen Johnson, this guy's a stud. And then DJ Stewart, the point guard out of Chicago, for Duke was looking like as advertised as well. And then, of course, the Spartans come in. Uh, one of the listeners, Andrew, asked me, how many guys on this Michigan State team do you think might play one game in the NBA? And I, I, I said three, but I, I left it open that it could be more. I could see a lot of these guys eventually playing. And as, in a funny way, there might not be any of these guys to ever start an NBA game. But a lot of them might play an NBA game. Now, Aaron Henry, I think the ceiling is decently high for him to be uh, more than just a a bit player in the NBA. But what do you think about the Duke-Michigan State game? What I saw was Andre on the sideline with Tom Izzo coaching, too. That was awesome to see. So, Mm -hmm. I think – Again, I think that this team is kind of, you know, that defensive identity, that toughness that, you know, Tom Izzo teams always have is there and his fingerprints are all over it. But this is a team that feels like it's coming together, playing really well. And I think, you know, we might see a lot of that in the NBA this year because there aren't going to be, you know, as horrible as COVID is and is restricting as it is it's restricting for these guys too so they're going to have more attention to give to the kind of the one outlet which is basketball um it's one thing they're using it together to get through this so you may see a really high level of togetherness and kind of uh personality on several different teams because you know, it's all these guys, you know, there's not those outside distractions that are there a lot of times. Yeah, I think that's one of Tom Izzo's biggest strengths is he creates that family atmosphere and that uh, idea that these guys are, are brothers. They're not just teammates out there. Draymond Green's still giving money. I think every day he cuts a check to Michigan State uh, to, to help that program. He's going to be a commencement speaker, I saw, uh, coming up for this semester as well. So, obviously, you know, props, uh, never-ending props to Draymond from Saginaw and what he's done for giving back to Michigan State University. But that's your assignment for the weekend. I've, you know, good news, finally, for Michigan sports fans, is you can watch certainly the Spartans basketball team this year. But Michigan, we'll see a tough one against Oakland the other day, but still undefeated. And we'll see what Juwan Howard's group has for us, too. So you can actually enjoy the college basketball aspect of it uh, with the Michigan and Michigan State. And then Brian's going to give you some homework to watch. Some of these games aren't so pretty, but certainly one versus two this weekend will be a good start. Gonzaga, Baylor, uh, one, or sorry, yeah, Gonzaga, Baylor, uh, Suggs and Butler. That's going to be Saturday tomorrow, one o'clock on CBS. So a good one there and uh, a good one to start us off because you want to get a, a feel for some of these great teams in college basketball as the season starts anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's going to give us a, it's going to give Pistons fans a earlier look at some of these guys. So going into next year, you're going to feel more familiar with them and how they would fit the Pistons personality that I think we're all going to get to see front and center this year. The Tankathon mock draft right now has Cade Cunningham, number one, Jalen Suggs, number two, Jalen Green, number three. So that's how it breaks down right now. So Suggs 
going to the Detroit Pistons at number two, according to tankathon.com. So a good one to take a look at there. But brother Brian, thanks for joining us as you do every Friday and really every episode. We appreciate you as always, but not as much as we appreciate the listeners who have been sticking with us throughout this summer. And uh, we almost got basketball week from the day. I'm excited. I think we're, I'm going to break down film of this Friday night exhibition game all weekend next weekend. That's probably not true, but it feels like I'm going to be really excited for this. And uh, hopefully the Pistons deliver with an entertaining product this year, which is really you can kind of all you can ask for with a young, young team that's hopefully starting somewhat of a uh, upward trajectory this year. But that wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. I am your host, Matt Shook. He is Brother Brian. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Wolverines with Isaiah Hole. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday.